This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Dwayne Johnson smashes the competition. We'll break that down and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk. Featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to uh, the Reggaeton, Reggaeton Airhorn Show. Look at that. Uh, the Box Office Breakdown right here. We, we like to look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prognosticate. No. Beautiful. Bam. Like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> we, we really should have rehearsals. We guys. practiced. No, we did. We, oh, did. we did. Oh, great. You Fantastic. All right. That was the fruits of our labor. Uh, about the box of us that lie ahead, I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. And I'm another one. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. I am yet one more host. <laughs> My name is Neil Plumley. And of course, making us look good and sound even better, Anthony in the booth. Hello, I am another host. And my name is Anthony. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. We're all hosts together. But one that is not with us is Carrie Lane. She's Ooh. off at the, the closing night of a film festival. So you can check out her on Instagram, uh, Carrie D. Lane. So you can see all the shenanigans she's getting up to on the red carpet for that fin- uh, final night. But let's jump in to last weekend's box office. Actually, not last weekend's. This weekend's. Yes. Yeah. This current weekend. Let's, this weekend. Yeah, let's I'm already jumping ahead to Monday and I, starting off a new week. But no. <laughs> We're still going to dwell on what just occurred. Mm-hmm. And that is number one in the box office, Neil's boy, Dwayne Johnson, coming out strong with Rampage, <laughs> making a whopping $34.5 million. It was also the subject of her box office bet. Neil. Yes, it was, Frank. That is correct. I appreciate the air horns because I, uh, I love them. <laughs> Our box office bet, as Frank mentioned, was on Rampage this week. Of course, the person who is closest is our prognosticator of prognosticators, and the person who is furthest away is uh, the loser. And they just, there isn't a special name for it, but they just have to go see the movie. Just, <laughs> just loser. Just loser. They're just the loser. <laughs> for that week. Wait. Just for that week. So this week's loser is Frank Moran, who Woo! bet $55 million. Everyone else was grazing around the 30s, which of course is where it landed. Yep. Frank, he decided to go... Pedal to the metal. Sometimes you gotta you gotta dream big, guys. Sometimes you do. Frank, you are my favorite loser, though. <laughs> well, th- a- thank you, Anthony. Thank you. That's, a, that's the nicest thing that anyone has ever said You're to welcome, me bud. ever in my life. Touched. Yeah. <laughs> coming life. in, uh, coming in on uh, will that be oh. fifth place? No, fourth place. Coming in fourth place was Carrie D. Lane, who bet thirty-eight million. 
then myself at 37.5, followed closely by Tony, who bet 37. And then our winner, who, in Price, of Rights, Price is Right rules, is the only one who qualifies this is to win true. this without because she got closest without going over, mm-hmm. is Amy Cassandra Martinez sitting right next to me. $33 million was your bet against the 34.5 that I made this week. Look at that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh. So, prognosticator, oh, prognosticator. Oh my gosh. You're so honored. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> don't be. But due diligence, uh, I already said last week uh, we were doing the show. I was like, oh yeah, I'll see this movie anyway. And so I did. I was true to my word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, uh, it was just a movie. Just a movie. And this I know Amy is Cass- true. Amy Cassandra Martinez, you saw it as well. I did. I also went in to it uh, thinking, wow, it's great that I was able to speak to some of these lovely men. Feel free to watch those interviews on After Buzz's YouTube page. And I have also shared those on Twitter and my Instagram. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, so you're it's, saying it's lovely that you got to talk to those men? Because otherwise you would have been disappointed in this movie? No, here's the thing. Uh, I liked seeing characters and actors that I've actors that I've seen in real life. They're charismatic in person. They're fantastic people. The movie just fell really flat for me. So if it wasn't for these fantastic guys, I would have just been like, dang, this is taking forever. I did feel like it was 30 minutes, was it 45 minutes too long. What? Was that as flat as that green screen they used for most of the shots I saw in the trailer? But um. Uh, you know, it's there is. Uh, I mean, a lot of bigger name talent. You're talking like Joe Manganiello. You've yeah. got uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, uh, Malin Ackerman. They're hardly in this movie at all. Yeah, uh, you know, and George. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. George, I I liked, I thought he did well. But the relationship between George and The Rock wasn't... um, like, those were parts of little gold that they could have milked a little bit more. And it's just like, here, and then there's a little bit, and at the end. And you're like, but they could have done so much more with that. Um, Naomi's Har- Na- uh, Naomi, Har- Na- excuse me, Naomi Harris plays a scientist. Yeah. Of course, uh, The Rock needs her help to be able to save the day. Right. There's a big info dump during like the course of the movie that tried to make you care about her. I'm just like, man, let's just get to monster smashing. That's what I wanted. Yeah, let's I just get yeah, to this. yeah. Just let's just see destruction everywhere. I did like the destruction. It was nice. Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> right. I How weird. Destruction, nice. <laughs> it was a nice destruction. Very good. <laughs> Sounds like a servant of Cthulhu. <laughs> yes, the destruction today. The destruction today was nice. Very nice. (laughs) So Malin Ackerman and her her brother are like the crony corporate CEO bad guys for the film. Right. But in their their office, which they share together, that's always nice when you can share an office together, big, huge penthouse office. Sure. But they also have the Rampage video game in their office. And at no time does anybody say, what a a coincidence that this game that we loved and it's probably inspired the name for the program that they did, which you can buy that, but that they... 
canisters that make these animals turn into these big, huge uh, monstrosities just happen to coincidentally fall exactly in line with the ones that we have inside this game. Yeah. Nobody ever mentions that at all. That just kind of just goes unsaid. What about the dialogue? The dialogue between everyone was just like, this, no, do do better. Just do better. Yeah. It just, but, okay, positives. It's got The Rock. It's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And if you care about any other of the actors, yay. Um, nice destruction. George is cool. Uh, oh, there you go. No, yeah, Wetter Digital right? did a great job on in terms of the effect effects work. I thought with the with the, all three of the creatures and their big rampage through Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I uh, but, when I spoke to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, obviously I had not seen the film, but I knew what it was about. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have let him have it. Uh, no, no, mm. no, no. <laughs> my question, here, Mister. <laughs> no, there needs to be more of you. No, uh, the question was, what would you do? So he has a donkey. And he has a dog. And so I asked him, what would he do if Paxton and Honey were of George's size? And his answer was actually very fun. So, uh, But she just, won't share that. I won't share you that with you. You have to go to, to, go to my accounts. Instagram. And find out at the end what they are. Don't think she's going to give you all the good <laughs> the info right now. We're going to make you wait till the end. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's something that you can always walk away with. You know, what would I do if my animals were of that size? It's yeah. food for thought, you know. Oh, great. Something so, positive about the film. That made you think about, oh, if Spielberg was if that big. If my cat Spielberg was that big, I don't think he'd want to hang out with me. <laughs> oh, that, only his, all the time. That'd be amazing. Only what? his diminutive size is keeping him with you. Pretty much. Because he's Got like, it. well, you can feed me. Whatever. You know. But he could find other food elsewhere if he was that big. Uh, we're going to talk about the rest of the, uh, the top five in just a moment. But I want to take a side tangent. Because, of course, you mentioned at the beginning Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, this is a movie, uh, it's a Dwayne Johnson film. Mm-hmm. I uh, I want to just do, uh, what do we think about Dwayne Johnson? Very charismatic, absolutely. As a person. Yes. Uh, you know, and certainly an entertaining performer. Mm-hmm. But I, I worry about like his choices in films don't, aren't, don't best utilize what he brings to a screen. Right. Do you guys think that he's just kind of taking roles right now just so everyone and their mother knows who he is? I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anyone out there now that doesn't know who he is, but it's just like, hey, I really like doing that one movie. I like doing Rampage. I like doing the Tooth Fairy, right? Tooth Fairy. Tooth fairy. You know, it's right. just like all different kinds of people that he is literally like taking everything. And he also has his production company too. Seven bucks. Yeah. I, if you look at his social media account, he seems very, which I do applaud for The Rock, that if he decides to do a production, he is all in. Yes. You're going to get yeah. him 100% of the way from beginning to all the way to the end through all the pre- uh, all the press that you got to do. He's mm-hmm. there all the way through. So in terms of that, that's a great collaborator to have. For any studio, would be like, all right, this guy's going to be with us all the way through. And he's going to give us everything he's got. But I, like, all right, I just, uh, so his last uh, five films, Rampage, that did 34.5. Then we had Jumanji. Uh, it opened up 36.1, but it ended up going, uh, you know, just making bank for Sony. That was a 403 million domestically. Mm-hmm. But in terms of that, how many were you guys more excited about seeing Jumanji because of The Rock, or were you more excited because it was just the Jumanji, the brand? I was more excited for, um, what is his name? Tenacious D. Jack Black. Black. Jack Black. Okay. That's who I was most excited to see that movie, and Karen Gillan. 
So yeah. the, the uh, Jumanji brand did not really like it could have been any other movie no. not called Jumanji you'd still no. been just as excited. Actually I was more hesitant to see it because it was a Jumanji movie. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. If it was like a traditional <laughs> traditional if it was like a traditional body swap comedy <laughs> um but with like uh four people and Jack Black and Karen Gillan were also in it I'd be like dope. So in term, uh, for both of you uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson being in Jumanji was that a big draw where it's just like that's ah, fine. But it is a, it's not going to make me want to see this movie anymore. No. No. I, it was only a draw for me because he's he was his character was though looking exactly like Dwayne Johnson in an action movie was supposed to be someone completely different. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll see a different Dwayne Johnson yeah. in this movie. But it wasn't any sort of a draw because he was Dwayne Dwayne Johnson and he was in the movie. What do you think? Uh, see, I, I love The Rock as a person. Like, I love everything that he does. Yes, he does a lot. Um, but Jumanji, I honestly, I didn't want to see it. Even though The Rock was in it, I just didn't want to see it because I was really hesitant about the Jumanji franchise, really. Like, I don't redo it. But I still saw it, probably only because, did we bet on it? We did bet on it. I forgot okay, so that's that. why I saw it. Because I'm like, if I'm going to lose, at least I will have already seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then he also did Baywatch, of course, which opened up uh, last year. Uh, yeah. Made $18 million its opening weekend. And that, I was bummed because I wanted that to be a better film and it just wasn't. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Uh, uh, yeah. Then we had Fate of the Furious. That opened $98 million. And, and it did insane overseas. Yeah. I mean, ended up, uh, mm. you know, d- domestically did $226 million, But, I mean, huge, as you're saying, overseas. But still, for me, of the ones that The Rock has been in, I keep... Vacillating between The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. So, uh, but that was probably my least favorite entry that he was involved with. Just, and Fate? that's, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think, yeah, I was actually thinking of this, um, that kind of like John Cena, except that John Cena is obviously a different person, totally get it. But, you know, wrestlers trying to go into the acting world, mm-hmm. theater, mm-hmm. you know, movies, films, um, that maybe he's just trying to say, like, look, I may not be able to bring so much money, but even on this one movie that people were like, meh, you put me in it, I brought us some money. Like, a little bit more than maybe you thought would be expected. Give me a bigger role. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, well, I mean, and of course, you know, everybody's read about just the kind of chafing on the set between Vin Diesel, Dwayne mm-hmm. Johnson, and even a little bit of Tyrese. Going, you know, come yeah. on, yeah. Why, are you, why are you leaving the family? Uh, but they just announced that they're going to be doing the uh, the spinoff with uh, Jason right. Statham and Dwayne Johnson, which mm-hmm. I'm totally pumped for. Because I thought yeah. that was my favorite part of Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Was the two of them bouncing off each other. Right. I think, um, oh gosh, there was this movie that, if I say it out loud, you guys are going to be like, oh, that's really stupid. But it actually surprised me. It was with Kevin Hart. Central Intelligence. Yes. Okay. It, thoughts on it? That That's much like you. You stayed away from it. You were thinking about staying away from the film. Mm-hmm. I stayed away from Central Intelligence because I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. And even Same. though I like Dwayne Johnson, I was like, I can't. Same. But you know what? Dwayne Johnson was kind of surprisingly good in that role that I was like, this is actually kind of a cool movie. I laughed a lot more than I expected to, despite of Kevin Hart, which is, yeah. And I actually left the movie thinking, Kevin Hart's not that bad. So... Well, I think is in in that's a very rare case where Kevin Hart is the uh, is the ground wire 
in that movie. Right? He was trying to ground everyone. Like, hey, what are you talking about? No, stop. We're not doing that. That's stupid. And Dwayne Johnson was the one like, yes. oh, come on. Let's jump out a window. Yeah. And so that was an interesting dynamic because it was sort of like switched. Yeah. In, in a way. I mean, they, they wouldn't each other like take those, take opposite roles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They were, but they were told to be their professional opposites, which is interesting. And I think I, that shows that, at least in my opinion, Dwayne Johnson can do comedy very well. Um, kind of like John Cena, that I'm like, you're you're funnier than I think people could give you credit for. Well, if you look at, if it's not out of like a franchise like Fast and Furious or a Disney animated film, his biggest opening that he had was for original film, San Andreas, that came out last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. or back in 2015. Uh that was $54 million. And then since then, everything's kind of basically landed around around the $35 million mark for him then. And I don't know if it was like San Andreas and you saw that and you're like, eh. And so now every time The Rock is in a film you're that's not a big franchise, you're just like, I don't know. I, like He seems like he's giving you these same kind of numbers for everyone that's opening. And I don't know if that mm-hmm. speaks to like he's kind of kind of found his plateau in terms of mm-hmm. what he's going to bring you in opening weekend. That doesn't mean that the the, the length of the run the entire run of them won't be profitable, right? But it just feels like as an opener, it seems like he's kind of found like his medium level. Well, how do you guys feel about uh, seeing the same actor in in like movies, like multiple movies in a year? Like, do you kind of want to miss that actor a little bit because it, it seems like he was in San Andreas and then since then it's just like I was like, okay, but I don't have a chance to miss The Rock. He's right here. I feel that way. I don't feel that way necessarily to an actor, but I feel that way to a uh, type of role. Okay. And so if that character is playing that role in almost every movie that they're in, I'm going to get bored. Right. See, if we look at like, because The the Rock, Dwayne Johnson is number one on the A-list. And number one on the A-list, that's not just like a thing that like people say, that's like an actual thing where the, they have an A-list, a C-list, and a, or A-list, B-list, and C-list. And uh, that shows you, tells people, like, how well that person can be billed for your movie. Mm. The top, like, billable actors. So being number one on the A-list means that if he's in your movie, he will make more money than number two or three or four or five. And so on down the line. The last huge number one on the A-list that I can remember was Will Smith. Mm. He was number one on the A-list for a long time, deservedly so, because he's charismatic. He's a fantastic actor. He was in an eclectic amount of movies. Sure, sometimes he played like similar roles back and forth. But if you even if you look at like some of his bigger, well, he wasn't really in the franchise version of Independence Day. But if you compare like Independence Day and Men in Black, they're like both kind of sci-fi. But he was different kind of characters. Like he was mm-hmm. a little bit more cocky in Men in Black, and then he like was a little bit more. Well, he was cocky, but like deservedly so in Independence Day because he was very skilled. And stuff like that. And then you take, like, his dramatic work and a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done. And you're like, yeah, he's a serious good actor. And you compare that to Dwayne Johnson, and you just don't see it. I mean, yeah, he's highly billed, and he makes a lot of money for studios. But I don't think he has that range. And if he does, he hasn't really showed us, which is a little disappointing. Um, So I think that's what I'm getting tired of. I'm getting tired of Dwayne Johnson being Dwayne Johnson Mm -hmm. in every movie he's in. I feel like that's, like, once you kind of find the thing that works, like, at least connects with an audience initially... I think that's uh, the biggest challenge for an actor to be able to branch out and do something different and right. feel like, am I going to be able to bring that fan base with me to this new endeavor that's really something different than they've ever seen? And I think like, Will Smith probably brought them over for the most part. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think any of his dramas ever did as well as his action. No, I but mean, his 
but he was good in them. Yeah. And he was good in yeah. those roles, which is important. Because, uh, I mean, he's, uh, Dwayne Johnson is like someone a skyscraper coming out uh, just in a couple months. Uh, Die Hard? There, yeah, he's in the, no, it's in the Pearl. I don't know what you're talking about. This Macadamia Plaza. This is the Pearl. Die Hardest, featuring Dwayne Johnson. If Bruce Willis shows up at any point, we're, we're doomed. Die super hard. Um, there was a scene in Rampage that reminded me of the trailers of Skyscraper, and I was like, for a second, crap, what movie are we watching right now? Because it was exactly the same. Yeah. Is it where he just kind of runs and does a, a leap? Just, yeah. yeah, from a building to something else. Yep. yep. I think I'm tired of that scene in, in trailers. Yes. He was also in the Tomb Raider one where she's like doing the leap out of the boat. And you're like, yeah. oh, all right. Got it. Okay. It's an impossibly <laughs> long leap. How can a human being ever make it to the other side? Yeah. Uh, so, But Skyscraper, are you going to be – box office breakdown aside uh, and the bets and everything in bed, would you want to go see that movie? No, no, Anthony, in, no, nobody's. My, I've been quiet this whole time. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a long shot. No, I'm sorry. Um, All right, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! What's going on? But we've got that, and then we've got the the Hobbs, uh, the the Hobbs, and uh, whatever his name is in the film, Jason Statham's character in the Fast and Furious. That's coming out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Then we've got he's going to be starting to work on the Jungle Cruise, and then he's got another original film with a guy that did uh, Skyscraper as well, that Universal bought too. So. It feels like he's... The only real thing I'm looking forward to uh, from him is Black Adam. Yeah, I mean, if the rumors are true that it might be introduced first in Suicide Squad 2, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take it because I feel like he is... That, that, that's a role that's good for him. Other than that, if someone can get Dwayne Johnson into a, like, a honest to good, like a good drama yeah. or something like that, where he's like... Plays like a lawyer who's like a single father and he's like trying to make ends meet. Like, take Aaron Brockovich and Pursuit of Happiness and put them together and star Dwayne Johnson. I'll watch the shit out of that. Real so, like, quick, say, quit. Oh, uh, go ahead, Anthony. I was just saying, the chat that keeps bringing up that he's in Ballers and that he does show some range in Ballers. But here's my take on The Rock. Um, I feel like The Rock and also like Jason Statham, they're like action like movie heroes in a sense. As in like I I, I lump them together with like the Steven Seagulls and like Ooh. the John, John Clad Van Dams. Yeah, I think like that's better. The, that's well, the, but like that's the road that they're going yeah. down though. Yeah. Not like, like not, not like talent, but as far as like what kind of roles movies, are getting cast yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, like they're the, like almost. Like, I, I I would even say identi- like identical like that's what I that that's what resonates more in my mind. I was like, okay, The Rock, John Claude Van Damme. It's just in our time, but like John Claude Van Damme also did a lot of movies that were great and also a lot of them that were really bad, mm-hmm. just like The Rock <laughs> has done. You know, it's like wow. and I I mean that's that's my take on it all. Thank you, Anthony. Look at that. We all Good learned take. a little something, a little deep dive into Wayne Johnson's career. But you know what? If you want to have fun and learn and grow in all aspects of your life. You know, we, if you do, we've got a podcast just for you. And that's Conversations with Marie Menounos Podcast Edition, created by none other than our AfterBuzz TV founder, Marie Menounos. And it drops every single Friday in iTunes. Conversations with Marie Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you never had. So just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Marie Menounos. For free. That's right. For free, guys. Well, wow. We're not nice. charging for this quality content. And when you do, let her know that it was Neil from Box Office Breakdown <laughs> that got you there. Conversations with Marie Menounos Podcast Edition. Check it out. So, uh, before we went on that nice long deep dive, we were talking about our top five. We have four more films to talk about real quick. Four, four, four. Four, four, four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got coming in number two, Quiet Place. 
a really small drop, 35.1%, uh, and just narrowly uh, lost to Rampage. You made $32.6 million. Early so weekend proud. predictions were saying that it was actually going to peak out at number one. Yes. So when I saw the numbers today, I was like, well. I know. That was my sucks. hope. <laughs> I was hoping, it would, I was hoping yeah. it would have a second week. Yeah. But it's still very good. Uh, coming to number three, Truth or Dare from Bloomhouse Productions. Hey, uh, nineteen, a little over nineteen million dollars, and our good old Anthony saw that. Yes, good old someone, Anthony. Uh, someone dared me to go watch it, and I was like, "I'm down." <laughs> I don't want to die, so the, I guess I need to see it. Uh, the truth, the lowdown. Uh, okay, this movie's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous to say it because I had one of their guests coming in our, on my show this week, but it was it was pretty bad. It was it was a really bad film, guys. Um, if you say quieter, they won't know. Yeah, if, if I say it's not like it's recorded forever. <laughs> um, it's definitely a huge flop for uh, Blumhouse for sure. Ooh. Um, it was not good. Uh, one of the lines I really loved though is, uh, um, "Oh yeah, so <laughs> it was something along the lines like, yeah, I saw people and their faces looked like a bad Snapchat filter." And then that's when I, I, I audibly groaned in the theater, and then I laughed hysterically, <laughs> uh, along with Steven next to me. <laughs> it was some of the lines in this film are just so atrocious. Um, delivered decently. <laughs> um, well, I heard it's more of a psychological drama as opposed to like the quality kills or anything like that you want to see like in a horror film. It's more of the dramatic moments and the, you know, the, the people sharing deep dark secrets that they sure. <laughs> if the, if that's what it was going for, I mean, that's what it was going for. <laughs> I don't think I ever really achieves any of that. There's 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 rarely there's like emotional depth to it, but it's really bad. It's like poorly executed that you, you don't really take it serious at all, or when you see it coming, you you feel nothing. <laughs> like you really you want all of them to die. To be honest, was there was there anything good? Um, yeah. If you go with a good group of friends, it's a fun. Oh, it's a fun, yeah, it's a fun little, right. fun little film to watch together. Yeah, and just laugh. Um, there was a, there was a, there was one smart character that I really enjoyed, um, and he was my favorite. And uh, he was played by Hayden as Zeto, I believe. He was the upper, he was like he's a Asian guy in the film. Um, he was cool. Uh, everyone else was uh, yeah, could not. I didn't care for really. Mm. Not even Lucy Hale. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, uh, what's interesting though is I just looked this up. That movie was made for three point five million. I was gonna say it's like so. Oh. Even though Anthony says that it's not a very I'm good sure movie, made a lot of movies. Slam Dunk for Blumhouse yeah. again, the studio that just continually outperforms their margins. I gotta say, I, I, I have I love that studio. <laughs> I have a deep appreciation for Blumhouse. I just think they're so genius in like uh, in their strategy. Me too. They shoestring a lot of stuff together, so then when it has like a micro numeral return, it's still making them tons of money. Yeah, they're actually more earning more money than Marvel Studios because of the return margins. Good for them. So yeah. hats off, Jason Blum. That, Good job. That's the secret. If you can get that, uh, you know, low production cost, high return. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to number four, Ready Player One from Warner Brothers, another $11.2 million. And then rounding out the top five, Blockers from Universal, 10.29. Yes. Uh, so that was our top five there. But overseas, though, folks, we're talking about Rampage. And in 61 offshore markets, Rampage has grossed $114.1 million in its international box office debut. Uh, it played on three, uh, 39,800 screens overseas. and But the domestic has a worldwide gross 
of one hundred and forty-eight point six million dollars. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, uh, and Good for them in China, where Johnson has a solid base, it uh, came in at fifty-five million ahead of most of the projections. Whoa! Wow. There you go. So, I mean, the Rock, he's I mean, he's an international superstar, and he works that international press junket too. Mm-hmm. China oh, also yeah. love like CGI spectacles. Yes. Yeah. So that uh, that's one of the reasons why I think that would work towards. You know, oh yeah, not just John. Yeah. International offices love the green scenery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just a, want to see those. Great way to put it. Yeah. Domestic cities just get torn to pieces. <laughs> That's right. Let's see America get torn. That's to right. Uh, also, Ready Player One uh, took the number two position in China, lifting its total to one hundred ninety-two point eight million dollars, and it'll cross two hundred million dollars this week. Uh, and basically, it was a good thing that uh, Dwayne Johnson kind of moved that up, or not Dwayne Johnson personally, but. Uh, yeah, that uh, Warner Bros. said, hey, yeah, maybe we should move this up because uh, that little small indie film, Avengers Infinity War, coming hot on its heels. I don't think I've no? heard of No one's yeah. going to watch that film. Probably know. not, but uh, I can understand, like, hey, let's move it up a week ahead just to make sure we can get as much play as possible before that juggernaut comes rolling right. through. Uh, then we got, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, in related superhero news, speaking of that, the uh, Walt Disney Studio crossed $2 billion uh, at the 2018 uh, Global Blox Office this weekend, tipped over the mark by Black Panther, and it's $1.3 billion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Avengers Infinity War has not even come out yet. Yeah. That's going to be bonkers. And like you said last oh. week, that's probably going to be in its first run when Avengers comes out. Oh, yeah. Which is flabbergasting. <laughs> uh, this is not bigger than The Dark Knight Rises internationally. And uh, on, uh, to surpass all non-MCU folks with capes. Look at that. That's a... Uh, and so Quiet Place. I got $22.3 million in 55 markets. The international total is now 51.7. And Peter Rabbit is no. a hair away from the $300 million global with the releases still to come in Korea and Japan. Wow. So look at that. Wow, the little rabbit that could. Yes. So we've got two films buying for next week's box office bet. What are they? That's going to be Super Troopers 2. And, of course, the film that Amy is excited to see. (laughs) I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. Coming out there. Amy and Amy. To not watch that movie. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's talk about this film. The trailers are odd for this movie. Amy, you've seen the trailers. What (laughs) What are your feelings about this film? Sight unseen. But what are you taking going into it? Going into it, you're telling yes. me I'm going to I'm going to watch it you're just watch in case it, of if I do lose. If you guys it's a take it. It Oh my god, it is so not a freaking rom-com. That's a Okay. The trailers do if it's going to be a good movie, they do not do it justice at all cuz it looks like Korean. For me, um, my friend was like, oh my gosh, I just got a movie pass. We need to go see I Feel Pretty. And I was like, ooh, why? Ooh, no. no friends oh, anymore. What? Why would you do that? And he's like, I already feel pretty. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> no, ooh, mm, no, I mean, I, I like certain parts of the trailer where it's like she thinks that, you know, she's beautiful. And it's, you know what? We can think we're beautiful, handsome, whatever, without getting knocked in the head by, um, what, the bike at SoulCycle yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Spin class. Spin class, which, oh my God, side note, not sponsored at all. But if you've never taken a, a cycling class at SoulCycle, you should. That sounded really ditzy, but I'm serious. <laughs> like, it's really amazing. Um, yeah. 
Uh, mm, mm, no. Mm, mm, uh, Amy Schumer, do you enjoy seeing her in films? Okay, here's the thing. The only other movie I've seen her in was Trainwreck. And it was kind of weird because she wasn't as much of a train wreck as I thought she would be based mm. off of the title. Um, and she was okay. She, yeah, she was okay. She's not one of my favorite comedians, and I know that people are like, I love Amy Schumer. That was my bad, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I kind of liked that it. There you go. fit perfectly. Hot um, take. I yeah. like it. They're coming for you. Yeah, I, like, I get why people love her, but I don't, I don't love her. I think she's fine. She has roles that I'm like, mm, okay. You're funny, but I'm not like yes, like I am with Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Kristen Wiig. You know, I was about to say if like Kristen Wiig was in this, I would want to see it. Like yes, you know, like yes, for sure. The you know, um, side little note: if you've never seen it, should still be on Netflix. Um, I am me. I think it's what it is um, on Netflix. It's a movie. Oh no, 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 no! Welcome to me. It's a movie with Kristen Wiig, and it's it's super weird, but you should try to watch it because it's she's funny. Also, the Skeleton Twins, if you guys haven't checked that out, with Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. There you go. They oh, play right. twins, and it's pretty great. <laughs> twins. Um, and I did not see Snatched uh, with her oh. Han from last year. Oh. No, I made a point not to see it, actually. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with advertising and what, you know, when you see a movie trailer so much, you're like, stop it. I know everything that's going to happen. I've seen it 10 million times. It'll pop up on your Instagram feed. It's like, well, I don't want to see that again. It's just overload. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, Neil, are you going to be jazzed to see I Feel Pretty? No. No? No, Frank. Okay. Sure. I'm not. All right. Going to be jazzed to see it. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, Super Troopers, though. Super Troopers 2. Burr, burr, burr. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I thought the first Super Troopers was fine. I mean, maybe I need to go back and watch this, but I don't remember watching it once when it came out. So I was like, oh, it's fine. But I don't remember it like, just grabbed me like, oh my gosh, this was so funny. It's one of those cult comedies. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you really think it's funny if you're very close to people who also really think it's funny. So when I was growing up and me and my friends would watch it, we thought it was hilarious because it was so dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. Good old Farva. (laughs) Good old Farva. That movie's hilarious. It's I just I I love it. I love it so. I love it so much. That movie. uh, Better or worse than Beer Fest? Better. Much better. Okay. Uh, By far better. Or the uh, what was the murder one that they did? Uh, Club Dread. Club Dread. Yeah, I like that one too, but. Super Troopers holds a special place in my heart as well. All Super right. Troopers. Yeah. Amy, does it hold a special place in yours? You know, I'm honestly, I've never heard of Super Troopers ever. Oh. Except, isn't there an ABBA song called like Super Troopers? I don't know why I'm looking yeah. at you, Neil. Like you know. and, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, ABBA fans, help me out. <laughs> I feel All like they're... ABBA fans watching <laughs> the show. Does it look like Riddle us with your comments. <laughs> I think there you go. That's, that's a no, song. Because her uh, Meryl Streep sings that at the end of Mamma Mia to her uh, daughter at the end. They're at the big party. At the uh, yeah, and they sing it to her, and and her daughter gets all touched because it's like singing with her. This is the first time their band reunites, their their singing act. So you love Mamma Mia? That I, I will laugh at that movie because that that movie is so dumb, so dumb. <laughs> but it's like I laugh at it, and I know I, do, I uh, but not with it. I laugh at it. But at least you have a good time. I think that's a that's what yes. people very true hope for. And I will see the sequel. Uh, 
Did you solve the conundrum of what's up with Meryl Streep? We all know. How dead so. is she? I still, it seems weird to me if she is dead because everybody just seems really like upbeat in the whole movie. I'm like, man, all right. Unless, she, <laughs> unless she's been dead for many, many, many years and everybody's just kind of like moved on. But that seems that. They haven't aged. Yes. So that's, uh, we're getting off another tangent. We've got plenty of weeks ahead of us to talk about yeah. it. Uh, um, here we go again. Quick little thing, Stardew. Thank yes. you. Yeah, Amy, there is a song for Super Troopers. Wait, maybe it's not what I think you're saying. All right, never mind. Let's move on. Thanks, Andrew. So, uh, real quick, we'll do a little box office rewind on somebody that's Mm -hmm. coming up. Thank you, Neil. Uh, Michelle Williams, real quick here. Uh, Michelle Williams. Yes. Number uh, number five, The uh, the Greatest Showman from Fox came out just the end of last year. Mm -hmm. I just bought that up Blu ray. I think we heard about that one. A little over eight million. Weird to think, as big as that film went on to go, it just opened up to a little over eight million. Mm -hmm. Uh, Halloween H2O. Uh, from uh, 1998, 16.1 million. I I didn't mind that one. I did. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like if they would have ended it there, but the then they did the fact that they did the sequel after that. That bugged the heck out of me. Is that the one with yeah. Buster Rhymes? No, no. That that came after okay, that. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> I'm out of this one. No, no, no. That's the one where they're at the, the boarding school with LL Cool J. Yeah, and they're all seeing it on the cameras. Yes. Yeah, okay. There you go. Never mind. But when it ends there, and she she brings the hatchet down on Michael Myers. I was like, if they would have ended it there, boom, great. Just black screen, roll credits. Yeah. That was the last Halloween movie with this? That would have been perfect, don't you think? Yeah, I guess so. But the fact I guess that- I didn't like it more because it kept going after that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like the movie after that ruined H2O for me in retrospect. Come on now. Come on now. It was, uh, Come on, and son. Al- and, and Alan Arkin just getting taken out like a... Like a chump. Give me one, son. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming in at number uh, three, Where the Wild Things Are from 2009, 32.6. Where are those wild things? To the, uh, number two, Shutter Island from Paramount back in 2010, Dug 41 it. million. Still haven't seen that one. And number one, what? which surprised me because I know we, we shared how much we can't stand this film, mm-hmm. Oz the Great and Powerful. <laughs> I still want to see that. Oh, <laughs> don't, Anthony. Sam Raimi, though, even my try. No. Yeah, but it's James Franco who, who's horribly miscast in this movie. Yeah. And who was directed. You, who do you guys think should have played? Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely Ooh. nobody. I firmly stand by my point that they Hot just should have done Wicked. Well, yeah. They just should have yeah. not even include him at all. Yeah. Just do Wicked. Why include him? But if that was because that story was decent, it was good. Okay, yes, but just say, all right. So they can't do Wicked, but they're doing this. Who would you rather? Because I think Toby Maguire. What? Ew. You need somebody. Sam that... Raimi. Toby. No, no. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. gives you that kind of uh, charismatic guy that can also be an ass, and that's what you need in that role. That you can see, like he's pulling the wool over this, but there's still something about him that you like. And James Franco can't bring that. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of someone. All right. I don't have anyone. Better than RDJ because I think he has to be younger. More charismatic. Yeah, that's the only drawback to him. That is that. Although, if you think about the Wizard of Oz, he's so much older. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like, all right, I could buy Robert Downey Jr. because at least when you see him in Wizard of Oz, he's already gone white and all that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. but I could see that is a. I could go either way with Robert Downey Jr. in terms of his age for that role. Uh, all right, folks, we got to do our uh, quick uh, box office back- breakdown bet. So start voting uh, voting away in the chat about which film we should do, either Super Troopers 2 or I Feel Pretty. But real quick, we'll do uh, <laughs> our top five for next week. Again, I Feel Pretty is coming in at 3,200 plus screens. Super Troopers 2, 2,000. Do we see either of those topping Rampage or possibly A Quiet Place? 
No. No. Do you see Rampage still staying number one, or do you think it's going to drop and Quiet Place will hold on to number one? Quiet Place. I quiet Place. I hope that happens, yeah. <laughs> I would not be surprised with that, because I think Rampage, it's going to have a big drop. Yeah. 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 What kind of dip? 60%? It's gonna it's gonna uh, sink like a rock. Fifty seven. Uh, I was thinking fifty six. I was thinking that. Uh, all right, I could say I could see Quiet Place, Rampage. Uh, man, I I don't think I feel pretties. I could see Truth or Dare. Then I feel pretty. Then Ready Player One. Then Blockers. I wonder if Super Troopers Two even makes it. I don't think the... it might. Okay, so it 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 would if everyone who's interested in it. Is super excited to go see it. It is coming out on 420. It's a it's a it's a it's a big pothead movie, mm. and that fan base uh, for some reason, all right, goes and sees things. Yeah, well, my thing would be like, why would people want to go to the movies? Well, they smoke out and then they go in. No, I know, but why don't you just want to like, like people stay do that home with normal like, movies? I know, especially in California. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got to go to the 420 show on 420. Oh, man. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> uh, so anybody have any other thoughts? You think so? Super Troopers 2? I think, it'll, it I think it'll break into the top five. I think it will. Let me take a look at this list. All right. So Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Rampage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? I'm going to go straight into Super Troopers 2. Oh, God. Dang. Yeah. All right. I think Super Troopers 2 could make, I think it could probably make 12 million? I don't know. Maybe. Right. And then uh, and then we'll do uh, I Feel Pretty and Ready Player One. So what about Truth or Dare? Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> you forgot about that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> All right, so I'll finish it off with Truth or Dare. All right. Amy Cassandra Martinez. Okay, I don't totally remember the order you said, so said, it might be the same. I said Go Quiet Place? Okay, Yes. Rampage? Yes. Uh, is it Truth or Dare? I say I feel pretty, but okay. it's going to be a drop. Then Truth or Dare. Then, you know what? Why not? Super Troopers 2. Oh, man. All right. Why not? Like that. You, we, uh, Amy's going to go see that. She's not even going to see the first one, but she's going to go right into the second. <laughs> can we watch, Please do that. Can we watch the first one together and then go see it? <laughs> that would be I'd great. Love I would love, love to. to. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh in that movie so bad. <laughs> that, Neither Roxbury, and Tommy Boy. Those are like my three nice. favorite stupid comedies. Oh, yes, my goodness. Yeah, oh, my word. Uh, so, folks, we got to do real quick our box <laughs> office bet for next week. Of course, the way the box office bet works is that uh, we're all going to bo- vote on... Place our bet on what we think the opening box office total will be. Whoever's oh closest will get to be like Amy was this week, the prognosticator yes! of prognosticators, and the loser will have to go see this film. Oh, uh, it is Super Troopers. Yes! <laughs> Come on I'm now. I'm excited to yep. lose this bet. All right. <laughs> going to be up for some shenanigans. Oh! Uh, <laughs> hey, what's that place with all the with all the stuff on the walls? A uh, shenanigans? Oh! <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So everybody, <laughs> those Brian Cox film lovers are going out in full force. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Super Troopers 2 from Fox, Fox Searchlight, 2,000 screens. Uh, I didn't think it was. It may struggle to get into my top five, but uh, Amy Cassandra Martinez That's is right. already. She's, I oh, just, I, I love it with confidence. Uh, well, I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I'm going to have to see the first one, guys. It's going to be a thing. Uh, mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm one. not sure. 
Ooh, okay. So Ken Jack is saying nine million. Uh, Anyone else? Oh, right. Xavier, ten million. So I, I mean, it came out certainly, and this was back in, in two thousand two, and certainly, uh, the, you know, the DVD and Blu-ray market has probably made it the cult classic as Neil was describing. But it opened at six point two million dollars. But it was only on eighteen, a little over eighteen hundred screens. So, but that was before how great anyone knew how great it was. Go. All right, <laughs> okay. So, oh boy. All right, uh, Anthony, do you have yours? Start her at one number. One second. Okay. <laughs> we got ten, twenty, eighteen, twelve, nine. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start her twenty or eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I love it. that's nineteen. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> that's nineteen. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna All right, I'm oh gosh, I'm locked no. in. I'm locked in. All right, uh, Neil, are you ready to my as well? I right. am ready. Good. All right, Anthony, lay it on us. All right. I love this movie, but I don't think it's gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't love it, but I hope it's great. Uh, Eight million. All right. All right. Good bet. Good bet. Yeah, keeping it. Keeping it. Single, Neil, single I'm I'm most curious about you. As a very, I have a very specific bet. Uh huh. All right. It starts with eleven, uh huh, and ends with point four two zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. oh. So that's eleven point four twenty million dollars. That's my official bet. Got it. Love it. Amy Cassandra Martinez. Nine. Oh, nice. Man, God damn. I went. What? I went twelve. I went twelve. Oh. Yes. <laughs> We can watch it together. Oh, yes, man. let's do it. Boys night. Boys night. Oh, all right. Girls night. Boys night. Oh, <laughs> ah, Twelve well. on this one. All right. Good times. Good times, everybody. Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, go. Go see Super Troopers 2. It's my pick of the week. Go. Go see it. Go see it. Uh, go early. Go often. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But, of course, you know what you can do? You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're there, give it a bunch of thumbs up. There you go. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Couldn't do this show without you, with all your great commentary and your excellent uh, spot-on predictions like Star Drew for the box office bet. Very specific <laughs> yes, bets from absolutely. Star Drew. Uh, that's what we come to rely on from you, Star Drew. Uh, so, folks, if you want to stay in touch with us even after the show's over, Anthony. Where can they find you, sir? That still takes me off guard. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. Or uh, I guess goodbye, everybody. Sorry. Um, thank you all for joining us in the chat, and I talk to y'all. Y'all are cool people. Um, Harry, you're a little weird sometimes, though, but that's okay. All right. Uh, you can find famous. me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore uh, Tony, just the letter B, Tony underscore. Thank you so much for having me. I thought he said, Tony, just let it be. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name. And then I was like, let it be. <laughs> Uh, sorry for that tangent, guys. My name is Neil Plumley. You can find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley, which is T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. I like to talk about movies, and uh, sometimes I talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. On YouTube, I've been doing fun trailer reaction videos, so feel free to check those out. I'm also everywhere, a lot of places here at AfterBuzz and Popcorn Talk, but. Monday nights, Marvel TV Weekly, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tuesdays, Marvel Movie News, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and other shows as well. I'm just not going to 
not going to name them all. Oh, no, just, we, just we, we have plenty me. of time, Amy, if you want to break on it. No, it's fine. Everyone. Just just follow me, and then you'll know. Oh, yeah. and knowing <laughs> is half the battle. There you go. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie, folks. I do nothing else but just uh, craft the show for you, the fine viewer. Any good food. That's right. Well, oh, I'm my trying. gosh. I tried. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will be back uh, with another new episode of Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. Until then, go see Super Troopers 2, guys. <laughs> go Please. see it. Go. Eat popcorn. Go, 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 go. Go see it right meow. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 